Hey everybody, this is Micah Ness with Silverline Behind the Frame, and today we're sharing a talk with George Bruce Wilson from Three Peaks Films. And George is an award-winning filmmaker, photographer, creator, based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. And we had connected via social media, having shared similar interests in creative circles, and we got to catch up at the Outdoor Retailer Show in Denver this year. And George is known for his incredible climbing imagery, but he also creates in other genres and backdrops as well. And we get to talk about some of the interesting stories and the behind the scenes look at the outdoor films and photographs that he has captured and also the adventure that is involved along the way. All right. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, We are here in... uh, in Denver, Colorado, and uh, just happened to get a time and a little bit of a quiet space to uh, set up and record. Yeah. Um, so, thanks for for joining us today. We got uh, we got George. <laughs> yeah, I'm super stoked to be here. Yeah, yeah. Excited. Yeah. No, welcome. And uh, so um, we haven't. I mean, this is the first time we actually met in person, <coughs> which is which is pretty cool. I mean, I've been yeah uh, following your stuff for for a while, just even through Instagram and, and video posting and stuff like that. And, and, um, and some of the kind of the similar circles that we end up, end up running in. But, uh, yeah. I guess being here at outdoor retailer, like what, uh, I mean, let, let's go back a little bit. So you're, you're, uh, what, 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 what title would you consider yourself? I mean, I can see from the outside, but how would you determine like, what, what do you, when somebody asks, like, what do you do? Like, what, what do you say to that? Ah, dude, that's like such a, I feel like it's kind of a loaded question. It is. It is. It's just like, well, but, but the like, what do I really, I mean, I know you're like, who's my audience right now? I'm like, how deep do I want to get into this with that person? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, we can definitely, you know, delve into, to media and stuff too. And, and, and look at the business side of things. And we like to touch on all that stuff, but just, I guess in a nutshell, like what, uh, um, what did you say that you do here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I like to go by like the title of either a creator or an artist in a way. Mm-hmm. I try to think of my work as that even, sure. even though others might not. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you <laughs> and know, in what form, like what medium? Cause obviously artist is a pretty oh, yeah, broad right. stroke. Like totally. let's, let's narrow it down for those that maybe don't know. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So I do, uh, mostly video. Uh, cinema projects or yep. video projects and then photos a lot. Yep. But I also do like, uh, marketing and, um, I've done some like team developments or like ambassador, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, development for certain companies. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I think artist creator in that sense and also like I'm a business owner. So yeah. you wear yeah. a lot of hats. It does. <laughs> when you, when you jump into that realm, it's yeah. like, yeah, a lot of people can just grab a camera, but to actually like make it work, you have to do a dude. lot more things than just that. Yeah, I wish it was just that. Oh my gosh, like, dude! Yeah, I, well, sometimes I, I take that back. There are like you can't do it if you don't enjoy like that grind of the business part of it. So I take like to some extent, yeah, it'd be nice to just like go out and shoot stuff. But I definitely get energized by the other side of it of the you know even just here like you're you're networking you're meeting people and it's like you you're working it's on you to basically figure out where that job is going to be coming from it's you know sometimes Definitely. stuff gets sent to you obviously or whatever but mm-hmm. it's that energizes me i mean i don't know if you, uh, 
you've been doing it for a while, so I feel like you have a similar. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I like I like those aspects of this job, like the yeah. networking and. It's just cool because, like, you usually get sucked in, like, mentally to, like, your work or creative project or whatever oh, yeah. it is at the time. Yep. And then, like, these are kind of, like, nice breaks from that. Mm -hmm. But then, you're like, oh, sick. It also fills my need to try to, you know, put more <laughs> food on my table. Right. And actually do some work and not just, <laughs> just hang out. And yeah. Stuff. And, like, I, I guess if you're, like, overwhelmed with projects, like, I get I get backed up a lot with projects. So, yeah. I'm like, these are, like, nice little breaks for me. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Nice. And so how long has that been the case for you? Like what, at what point did that kind of progression start? I mean, did you, did you grow up doing creative type stuff too? Or when did, when did you kind of step into that realm of, of being, you know, more of a creator? Uh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I think when I was younger, I was like my first creative love was music. Mm -hmm. I was like way into music. I was in a band forever. Yeah. Um, I loved it. What'd you like, play? Or what? I was you... a drummer. Okay. But nice. every once in a while, like I'd help guide the song or like write mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, and I was like super committed to it, like yeah. really committed to it. Um, and then our band broke up after high school. Big surprise, you know? Oh yeah, that never happens. <laughs> That's never <laughs> happened before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, that is around that same time I got into rock climbing and photography, and mm -hmm. so those kind of two passions kind of filled at the same time. They filled that creative void. Yeah. And I kind of just like started shooting climbing and I like enjoyed both of those a lot. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I also built furniture for a long time, which wow, nice. it was cool. I loved it. It was yeah. like a really good creative outlet. And nice. Yeah. Like uh, old rustic type stuff or logs or what? Yeah, it was like custom log furniture. Mm -hmm. supposed to be nice. Um, luxurious, I guess, at yeah. the time. Yeah. So you had a specific market for that in the area? Or? Yeah, I... I, I didn't like own that business or anything, but yeah, it was cool. Yeah. I so think, you were doing that for someone else then? Yeah. But okay. business was going really great for a, long, a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I left and then I think he's the guy sold it or something. And yeah, sure. I just dove like headfirst into photography and nice. sold cameras at a camera store for a while <laughs> and taught nice. like photo classes there. And then they were the parent company of that company went out of business oh, and i was yeah. like oh damn dude what am i gonna do <laughs> i'm like i was like 25 or something and mm -hmm. i was like do i want to get a real job i don't think so yeah so i was like dude, i'm gonna <sighs> kickstarter was fairly new so i was like yeah. i'm gonna try to kickstart my first video so okay that's what happened nice and it got funded and so what kind of project what was it uh it was like a it was a climbing documentary about like the first steep sport climbing area mm, yeah in the world at the time yeah which nice. was american fort canyon okay and so i kind of like just <clears throat> highlighted those hometown heroes who like developed mm -hmm. that and those guys are all pretty big nowadays doing nice. all sorts of other stuff but right right when i look back on it i'm like ah it's kind of crappy but <laughs> i wish i could but retell the story though, right I yeah mean, i did you, it. it was it was successful yeah it was successful i I made it and we did like a mini tour with it and it kind of nice. like helped me break into my industry as yeah. in the outdoor industry. I really wanted to get into climbing industry. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that was like the first time I think my name or something I did was like yeah. put into that. Nice. nice. Yeah. No, that's cool. And, and that was, so you were, so how old were you at that point? Uh, I was 25, I believe. So that's kind of when you started 25, off. 26. And was it under... 
did you start it off as like under the name at that time originally? No, I think originally I was doing like George Bruce Media. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I had this friend. Her name's Nat. She's a designer. Mm-hmm. She's a great designer. And she like designed this logo. And I was like, oh, I want that logo way bad. And then uh, before the film came out, I was like thinking that I just don't want it to be like, because everyone would right. do like so-and-so studios yeah. or so-and-so media. It's their name. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't want it to be like me. I want it to be like its own kind of like brand. So yeah, I kept that logo and there were three peaks on it. And I was like, oh, three peak films. Let's just nice. go with that. Sweet. And so that's kind of where three peak films got born. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And w- it was it. Uh, so with the film at that time, was it pretty much both like photo and video at that time? Or did was it kind of more on the film side initially? Uh for as far as like the outdoor interesting climbing industry it was for me like it was mostly video at that time like Mm -hmm. i don't i hadn't been published yet and then for photos i was like still doing weddings and stuff right at that time so gotcha yep same we we started out like pretty much doing any you know whatever whatever we could do because you're like someone's gonna uh, give me money for this okay (laughs) yeah let me point my camera whatever you can it's like filming like these little you know, conference speaking things. And it's like, Oh yeah. Oh, just pull your hair out instead Definitely of stuff did. that you're excited about. But yeah, <laughs> you gotta, I mean, the same, I mean with, with us, it's, and I don't know if, if it felt the same way for you, but like diving in and having to be like, Oh yeah, I got to make this work. I mean, it was a little scary. Like when we started ours, we had went two years before we jumped in full time and like, mm. we still had the full time job doing construction and stuff. And then yeah. just like nights and weekends. And then, at some point you got to make that leap and be like, okay, it's not usually fully there, but you know, okay, I can go full time and it looks like I can do enough to make it happen. Totally. Yeah. That's like, I think that's probably the scariest point for like most artists that are like, dude, I want to do this kind of work. Yeah. It's freaking terrifying. Yeah. Dude, you're like, shit. And I was married. Mm. or am married extra pressure. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my gosh, am I going to do this? (laughs) I'm going to do this. And I feel like more often than not, people that actually commit to trying to make a full-time creative job work, it works. Yeah. I think it's just like such a big cliff to jump off of mm-hmm. that most people don't do it. But right. when you do it, like the necessity of like having to create business, to has, it takes over. Yeah. So, yeah. And then you, there, just, you don't have another. I mean, there, yeah. there's like in the back of your mind for some people is like, oh, well, I could just go get a normal job. But it's almost like if you have that as a backup, then you're not going to go full board. It's like, yeah. no, I have to make this work because that's the only option. Yeah. Have. It's like, I'm going to do this or I'm going to crash. Yeah. And I, it, thankfully it's been working <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and at that point, so you had the film that came out and then did it kind of push you then to do more stuff similar to that? Or did it just open up more so with, companies that then be able to do something similar but on different scales like or did you kind of go that route of more of the, like the filmmaking larger scale stuff yeah i think i went at the time i was more trying to do the filmmaking part yeah. i didn't i think lifestyle branded content was just like becoming a thing mm-hmm. and i wasn't because what year was that when you 2012 ish yeah yeah somewhere around there nice. yeah and i think so my next project after that i was like what am i going to do now mm-hmm. and i had made friends with uh, this climbing author, and he's like one of the best climbing trainer guys. He's yeah. a writers yeah. out there in the world named Eric Horse and his family. And I got them in my first film, and so we were friends. And he had two boys that are wicked mm. strong. Like, yeah, 
that climbs really hard grades at a young age. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, we should do a film together. So that was like my next project. Yeah. And then I think after that one is when I started to realize I'm like, okay, these take a, kind of a bit of time to make and mm-hmm. I need to get more money. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I started doing, trying to do more lifestyle branded stuff and mm-hmm. then started networking more and making more connections and trying to get more work. Yeah. So, so did you find that since you were pursuing something to film that you enjoyed doing as well, did it, did you feel that you had to kind of give up some of that stuff to be able to film it, do it of other people? Or did you, were you still able to kind of keep your own appetite, you know, filled by just being around it yeah no that's a great question i feel like there is some trade-off a bit right that yeah i definitely felt like there was a little bit of trade-off and even now i think recently i felt that trade-off more Mm -hmm. where i haven't done like a project like a passion project or something Mm -hmm. along those lines or a film um just in like years, it's been yeah. years. I've just been doing sure. a lifestyle branded stuff and then commercials. Right. And like, I really want to do like a cool film that I'm passionate about that I can put in film yeah. festivals. I haven't been in one in a while. So, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And then even on the, I guess on the creative outlet side, obviously some of that stuff changes when you have to do like work that pays and makes money and stuff too. And like, I, I feel the same way, but even just like on the actual sports side, because you like, you're into climbing and stuff, but now you're filming or shooting climbing. Like, do you still get to do some of the sports stuff as well? Or do you, do you feel like you don't get to do as much of that now? Mm, like, do I get to climb as yeah, much? Just like climbing yourself or, you know, getting mm. to go out and do the sports that you're also shooting. Like, obviously some of this stuff takes that work to get in position and to do this, yeah. like you're still doing some of the technical aspects of it, but uh-huh. I feel like some of it, you kind of have to, even if you are passionate about that sport, you may not be able to do it as much as you used to, because now you're having to set up and shoot someone else doing it. Yeah. I, I definitely don't do it as much as I used to. And I don't think it's necessarily cause I have to set up and shoot somebody like on a work trip or a project like yeah. that. I'll maybe do like one <laughs> climb or two yeah. climbs. Sure. Cause I'm, usually pretty focused on the job. Yeah. But like even at home, I'm not as climbing as much. Mm-hmm. And like, I've realized that this last year too. I'm like, right. oh, dude, I really miss climbing. I really love it. The yep. movement. And I don't know. Do you guys ever feel like that? Cause you guys do. Yeah. 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 I, a I, lot of crazy that's, stuff. that's why I ask. Cause I feel, and I've, um, and I, I kind of, uh, um, I was, I was talking to, I met uh, Chris Picard like a couple years ago at the show as well and asked him the same questions. It's like, you know, you get out and, you know, get to do, you know, filming all this cool stuff, but then you don't actually get to do it so much. But in the same sense, like you kind of have to be able to do just enough to keep up with the guys that you're shooting. So yeah, like for if sure. you're shooting surfing, like you got to be able to surf at least and like be, you know, to be able to hang, you may not be able to like progress like what those guys are because they're putting in so much more time. Yeah. But it's part of it. Like you still have to have enough passion in the shooting part of it to override the aspect of like, ah, I wish I was out there shredding right now. Yeah. But like, it's, I I don't know. And and maybe it's, you know, similar with, with what you do too. But I think I, I feel like a lot of those like situations you get to be in the places you get to go to and those kind of things like for me is just as rewarding to be there in that moment. And that was kind of the same thing oh, yeah. when I was guiding in Alaska, like 
you kind of have to, you're going to all the places, you're doing a lot of the same stuff that they're doing, but in the end that they're doing the main, Uh you know, the main part of it or whatever that might be. Like they're the one taking that route down or like, you know, they're the one that's, you know, pulling the trigger whatever, but you're involved in all the other aspects of it. Mm -hmm. And even in the cinematography side of things too, you know, you get to be involved in a lot of those stuff, but you have even more things to deal about with, the technology and the cameras and the gear yeah. and like, you know, you're lugging all that stuff around as well as climbing that, you know, mountain or whatever. So yeah. for me that it energizes me. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. You kind of have to be able to. <laughs> it's cool. Cause like in a way, like you feel like you're a part of their victory yeah. in a way. Exactly. And exactly. Yeah. I feel like there's usually so much positive energy between like the whole group collectively yeah. and projects like that, that it's, it's a good time. I, and right. it's, it fulfills maybe that gap of like not being able to do that thing yep. or sport or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Cause you're still part of the, the crew and even more so. And everybody's just like, dude, you know, like yeah. you had to go ahead and wait and yeah. then they're hiking up there or whatever. Yeah. And it's and like then, waiting back behind. <laughs> yeah. And like, you're telling that story. So like in a way you get like your glory part of it too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't, cool. you don't get your face on the screen or sometimes, I mean, sometimes you get a way to get in there too, but like just being, behind that the camera and seeing what that end result is like yeah. that's 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 huge yeah I mean, get, when you get that not that you only do it for the accolades but like it's a nice cherry on top of just like oh yeah that's you know people acknowledge they don't always know what all goes into it like yeah you know you're putting in the extra oh, hours and getting up early to get that like dude that's an awesome shot is like yeah i was up <laughs> all night doing a time lapse like, yeah it's like, <laughs> like I oh cool thanks for all. doing that i was sleeping so uh <laughs> yeah. i'm glad you did it because uh, for sure um do you do you get into that uh much like i know like we were talking about derek and he does a ton of time lapse stuff yeah do you do a, quite a bit of that too i used to yeah i think there was a year or two where i got like way into it too yeah and i loved it it was fun it was cool like side passion or yeah. i feel like i've made all my passions my work so i've <laughs> try to find little things yeah. where I'm like, Oh, this is my hobby. But, but you still, it. but you still enjoy those things, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I enjoy the work, the quote unquote work right. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. I hate that term of just like, Oh yeah, don't, don't make your passion your work because then you're going to hate it. And it's like, like no, I you're still not really it. passionate about it. Cause like, yeah, it should, I mean, you have to do it the right balance of it. Right. You can't mm-hmm. just like make it. So it's, just work and not like you still have to enjoy it and have fun with it. Yeah. And so that's where it's, you definitely have to have that balance. Right. Yeah. But, um, and then, so you've been, so that was at that point and kind of how did it change, I guess, from there? Cause, uh, like you're saying, you're, you're doing lots of, uh, photography as well as the film side of things, but more film than, than photo mostly. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm uh, probably like 80% video, yeah. 20% photos. Sure. And then, has uh so throughout the years like i guess how as being like a solopreneur kind of a thing and obviously you're working with other people on different shoots and stuff like that but um at what i guess what what things do you see as a progression like over the years when it's not necessarily like oh yeah it's more team or hiring people or whatnot i mean it's still uh-huh. like building the stuff that you're doing like how do you i guess how do you see that as a progression through the years? Yeah, that's a good question. And I've been thinking a lot about that lately, f- for sure. <laughs> I've been, yeah, cause like I really want to scale more and mm-hmm. I'm like my current model right now for me, it's working and it pays my mortgage, feeds yep. my family. Yeah. 
but I would also like it to grow because I also know a lot of other creators that I think would be great if we could all be like on the same team. Right. Right. And like, dude, I need to open a studio. Like, <laughs> right. What is <laughs> what does that step look like? That's the, that's the hard thing. Yeah, huh? it's the hard question. Yeah. And so I think that's definitely one of my goals this year. I'm very goal oriented. So yeah. no, that's good. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to do all my goals completely different this year than I've ever done. Cool. Because I mean, I can't do the same goals yeah. and get a different result. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, what does that look like? Depending on business. Um, I'm already planning on hiring one other guy yeah, who cool. we've done a couple shoots with together. And so I like his style matches mine pretty closely and he's efficient. And so I'm hoping I can bring him on Yeah, and then we'll be able to crush more work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've definitely this last few months I've had more work than I've had in like ever for this time of year. Yeah. And the year's looking really good. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping this year we can bring more people on and yeah. keep them on full time right. and not just project per project. Yeah. But. And then, so, but, but the per project, so you have, you'll have certain people to come in and do certain aspects of the, of the yeah. shoot and stuff when you need it. Yeah, definitely. And that, so right now that's like shoot to shoot. Yeah. Um, depending on what it is and like what work would need to go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, like editing. I mean, do you end up, a lot of time behind editing yeah, as well. I do, yeah. which is fine. It's like tough. <laughs> the art, the art is in the edit, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it does take a lot of time and yeah. a lot of mental energy. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, that exhausts like your, your mind for like the other aspects of your work. So I do mm-hmm. think like having an editor or someone to help carry that load would help. Right. But then you have that extra pressure too, to make sure yeah. your vision is appropriately being translated yeah, and the client's there. vision. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. whole from from start to finish, and that's, um, I mean, that's something that we struggled with too, of like trying to to make sure like it was still having the same, like you said, having someone that can complement your work and that has a similar style, or whatnot. Yeah. But even on the, I feel like what what it helped with us of having like someone full time that was having to do those things is like it almost forces you to take the vision of that project and not just like, you know, own it, but you also have to like even more so have it written, you know, all the stuff almost comes out even more, which is a good thing as well, because like it's, it's a positive thing to have like everybody on the same page. You're like, Oh, I'm going to be more organized. Right. I mean, yeah, (laughs) it's like it, 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 it forces you to almost, you know, have to apply that part to the project, which I kind of love that. About it's hard to do, jobs. but it's good. Like it, it helps because then it also helps to pull out even holes or things that you didn't see. And it's just like, oh yeah, it all makes sense in, in my head. And like the client wants to do that. So like, that's cool. But uh-huh. as soon as you start trying to like convey that to a team and, you know, pass it on to that stuff, then it's all of a sudden, oh yeah, that's like, maybe that doesn't fully make sense. Or yeah. like maybe those pieces don't line up. So how can, how can it, you know, help and, like with ours, we started from the get go with me and my brother. And so it yeah. was, it was a struggle to like get to the place where we could just go back and forth and, you know, jump in and jump out on different things. And, and, but it, it again, it just, it forces you to have to get that vision out more clearly. And, yeah. and I think it, it helps along the way, but just, you know, you gotta, you gotta do more of it. <laughs> yeah. Like if anything, you'll have better pre-production. 
which makes the right. rest of which the project is, is just like <laughs> so much so, easier. Yeah, yeah, we could all use more of that. Yeah. So, what was the process for you guys scaling to get more people well, the, um, on your teams? I feel like the big part of it was early on. I mean, we just we just hired our first person um, just over a year ago um, from now, and we we had but we had subcontractors that we'd bring in, but they were almost working not not full time but we kept them very busy and so yeah. it kind of it eased in i guess a little easier to cuz we started working with them you know integrally but what's kind of interesting though is all the people we were using for that like bringing in none of them were the ones we actually ended up hiring because oh. they were all cuz you kind of have to have someone that's in a unique place that's not already i mean sometimes they're doing it themselves right but yeah. they almost need to be someone that is able to jump in and join in a team and not necessarily just learning to then go start their own thing. And then maybe they do like that's, that happens for sure. Like, Oh yeah, yeah I just, I feel like I need to go out and do my own thing and start it. But it, it's finding those people that can integrate into a team and still feel like they can be a part of it empowered to do that. But then also not necessarily like they're business minded, but not in the sense that they're just like, Oh yeah, I should just go do this myself. And it's like, that's great. I mean, we need people that are like business minded as well, but then they're not in the same place where they realize they can work well in a team, but they're not necessarily in the place that's going to, you know, need to, or have that need to have to go and run a business. I mean, especially when they see how stuff goes internally, it's like, oh yeah, it's great to just like get this big project <laughs> and then you make this money. It's like, ah, yeah, but you yeah. don't see all the other stuff that yeah. goes in of like all the other fees and just, I yeah. mean, it's the overall business thing that there's a lot of people that can, you know, take photos and do all that kind of stuff. And, and, and it, it took some time to like finally get to that point where it's like, okay, to get to that next stage that we want to get to, like, we need to be, you know, taking on stuff that not just us are, you know, our own selves are able to do. Uh And it was, it was another step of like that scary point of just like jumping in full time. Yeah, That's what it feels like. You then have somebody else that's depending on you and, um, but it also, like we were saying, it changes your mindset too of like, okay, now it's, it's that much more pressure, like working more efficiently, like not taking as much time on this. So then we can take on that. Uh And, um, but it's, you know, it's not, it hasn't been easy. I mean, it's definitely still a a constant, you know, grind to actually make it like feasible for that and keep it consistent. Um, but I think that's, again, it's, it's an extra driver and like motivator to make it happen. Yeah. Um, no, that's really cool. That's good insight for sure. But yeah, but cause it's like, I think it helped also because we, we came into it as like a partnership piece uh-huh. and with a sibling, like so many people would say, don't ever do that. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> what they say to like not go into business yeah. with family. Yeah. But we were in a different, like a unique place because we grew up as like in business with family. Like we worked mm. for our dad. He had his own business, like all of so our So you guys family. have been working together for a while yeah, already. Yeah. In different, in different, in different contexts yeah. and stuff too. But it like, it already set us up kind of for success in a sense that we had already like had to work together and see how that works. Yeah. You already know how each other works. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it, it has a, um, one of the things that we had talked about with, with another guest we had on was just talking about the, when you work with family and it works well, there's a different layer layer of like transparency and, and closeness that you can't really get in just like a normal business relationship. Yeah. But on the same sense, because like you're going to see them, whether you like them or not, like 
you have a disagreement at work, like you're still going to see them the next time you meet up with family, you know, just yeah. like you don't, you don't get away from them. So yeah. it's like, it forces you to be open and more communicative about like what you're going through and stuff. And, and it's like, it definitely has its difficulties, but we have yeah. a unique position too, where we both are very different. Like we're opposite sides of the spectrum from like uh-huh. how we deal with things and like how we, you know, vision and plan and stuff uh-huh. like that, which balances well because it keeps us both in check. No, that's <laughs> super rad. Um, so it's, it uh it makes it in a different you know dynamic but then it also like you can't just be making some of your own decision too you kind of have to like <laughs> run it past bring each other everybody into the the fold um but um so for for the stuff that you i guess it, a lot of the stuff it seems like you built out of a passion for climbing and that kind of stuff too has it um cuz i'm pretty sure i've seen other like aspects of your work and stuff that maybe isn't just climbing, but you do other stuff too in the outdoor like space. Do you have any type of, um, I guess, do you kind of pick and choose to be along the lines of the things that make sense or work for you? Or do you kind of are able to apply that even out into other industries that you don't necessarily know as, you know, closely? Yeah. I feel like I have been able to take um, what I do in climbing and translate that to other industries. And yeah, I do a lot of like not outdoor industry stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I do a bunch of commercial stuff and mm-hmm. a lot of trail running stuff. Yeah. And yep. I've, because I've like gone to those other things, especially trail running, like I've like started to grow more of a passion for running and I appreciate right. trail runners and they suffer more, which I think is kind of a cool side effect. <laughs> yeah, it's, of, it is. Of doing like different markets. Right. Um, but yeah, I feel like my passion lies in storytelling and creating. So regardless of like that being climbing or outdoor related, mm-hmm. I loved, I'd love to tell stories of all kinds. Right. Yeah. Right. Not just yeah. climbing. Yeah. No, I, that's, that's I feel like cool. I've worked myself into like this niche though a bit, especially on social <laughs> right. media. Yeah. You like, get, you get known for certain things. Yeah. Like if I post anything that's not climbing, like my followers don't respond. <laughs> like, sorry yeah, guys. I like, mean, it's, I it's do a lot true. of other stuff, but <laughs> it's true. And that's, and that's the, um, the side that's just kind of a balance too, because yeah. certain people only build up what they do based on that. Like, uh-huh. Cause that's the only not the only thing they're doing, but just it, that's a heavily part that's influenced what, you know, what they do day to day, like how it responds to that kind of stuff and being able to diversify and still make it work business wise yeah. is huge. Cause yeah, it helps you never know what industries happen, things in, you know, flux yeah, up and down. Definitely. Um, and definitely. it keeps it interesting too, I'm sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely keeps it interesting. And like you said, like there are ebbs and flows in like every industry. Mm-hmm. And so it is nice. Like sometimes I'll feel like in the outdoor world or climbing, I won't be working as much. But then mm-hmm. like this agency I work with will kick me a commercial or something that, yeah. you know, funds me for a while. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. sweet. So yeah. it's nice. It's good to diversify. Like I think if anyone is like trying to do this right. type of thing, they you'd have to. Yeah. 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 Especially because I feel like just getting into a space like this, there is a lot of, there, there's still <clears throat> obviously lots of opportunity too, but then there's people that, oh yeah, you, you want to do some photos or something like you can easily get, you know, gear for photos or, or whatever yeah. like that. I mean, that, that's, that isn't necessarily as hard to, to get like 
you know, a foot in the door and stuff, but then you uh-huh. also have to like make it as a business if that's what you're wanting to do, unless it's just going to be a side thing. So yeah, for like, sure. Having to be able to go into different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's where most people kind of fall off. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're like super talented, if you can't figure out how to make the business side work for you, yep. it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, and I think we were, or we had mentioned that earlier too, but just like the business side of it that can, you know, you have to in, in enjoy that aspect of it. Even if it's not, not everything is fun. Like it's not like everything uh-huh. is fun, but you have to at least be able to take it on and not just be gradually like have to, you know, run paperwork or taxes or whatever, whatever yeah. it might be like. And for my side, like I enjoy those small little details and stuff like that uh-huh. and lists and, and all those kind of things. And so just dealing with, with more of the, the nitty gritty of, of those types of things, like that's still, I'm still excited to do that. Like when I'm off on a, a trip somewhere, like I love that aspect of it. And then I get back and I have to spend like a week solid in the office, just like catching up and uh-huh. editing and doing whatever. And it's like, I'm still enjoying that part of it, you know, and so yeah. I'm not just like constantly just dreaming of like, oh, I need to get outside. It's like, this is a necessary part of it. Uh-huh. You got to do both sides, yeah. you know? And you find like the things that like make it good for you. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. And then, you know, um, do you feel like, being in those different spaces that there's an extra pressure to, I guess, because you're shooting for those different companies, like staying up to date on like all the, you know, the newest trends and those kind of things, or even like, okay, I got to stay active enough to keep up with this new thing that's happening, you know, whatever. Like, Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I feel like not just for like ultra running projects that I still, I have to like be in at least, a certain amount of physical condition joggable space. (laughs) Yeah. Like I got to be able to hike miles with heavy stuff and I got to be able to climb at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, I forgot the other part of that question. Sorry. Um, well just the being uh, like, even just with the current stuff that's happened, like a show like this, you know, you see all the new products and stuff and it's like, Oh yeah, you got to be able to, you know, relate to the people and the companies that you're working with. Yeah. I definitely like that part a lot. Actually. I love, seeing where trends are going, um, and where they're growing in different industries. And like, I'll, I'll like geek out on that kind of stuff. And I geek out on data of that kind of stuff too. Yep. Which like, yeah, stuff here. I'm like, Oh, interesting. I see a trend overall going this way. And what's cool about being in different markets is like, sometimes you can mix or bring ideas from one market to another one where they're like, Whoa, I've never thought of that or vice versa. Yep. And I think that's valuable. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I think that's, that's key as well. Cause if you're, if you're coming in and speaking to some company and they have all this other options of people that they could be working with, like you have to have something that's going to be unique or, or a certain style, or whatever that might be, that's interesting to them that would make them want to, you know, have you there or shooting stuff. And yeah. is there, is there something that, I guess for, for what you try to do, I mean, whether it's creative style or even just like the passion that you put into it, like, is there something that you feel that you've been able to, I guess, create on your side that make, aside from just like working hard and going out and, you know, shooting stuff, like, is there something that is kind of like your signature or just like something that you feel like, yeah, this is, this is kind of like, 
uh, who I am in the creative space or just like, or do you feel like it's not, you know, is there something that kind of sets that apart that, you know? Um, let me see. So are, are you asking if there's like a certain thing that kind of like shows my work? Yeah, that, that, that kind of like sets, sets you apart or just something that you feel is, is your, um, just kind of like, yeah, that's, this is, this is what I do that makes me me different. I mean, not uh, like, okay, I not like trade saying. secrets or whatever, but just like, if you're like that, yeah, this is kind of like, okay, I, I always, you know, shoot for, I mean, everybody's like trying for authenticity, but yeah. just like, is there's, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe there isn't something that you can just put a pinpoint on, but just like, uh-huh. is there something that kind of stands apart or just like, oh yeah, like I focus on this type of environment when I'm shooting or like, this is you yeah. know, kind of like, what you try to incorporate into the stuff that you're doing? Um, I think there's kind of like maybe two sides to this or mm-hmm. two answers to this in a way. Like there's an answer or at least there's a part of my brain that is always thinking about like what the client's needs are and sure. what I need to do to deliver. Like, like they obviously yeah. hired me for like my style and like yeah. my way of telling the story. Mm-hmm. And so I, there's a part of my brain that's always kind of focused on like trying to make sure I can deliver that for them. Yeah. And so some of that is also not just like the video, but it's also like a whole package of like photos and like a marketing or a, a distribution plan. And mm-hmm. um, so there's like that side of it, but then there's like the, the sides for me where mm-hmm. I'm like, this is how I make it my work that I can see <laughs> it and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and like I do, I love to focus on, uh, composition and motion and depth. I think those are like my three things Mm -hmm. I really like to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. Like very, I try to be clear about separating my subjects and layers and depth. I love motion with like a really tight lens. Yes. That's like my jam. (laughs) So yeah. I always do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I can I can I can just thinking through like just some of the the shots and stuff that I've seen, I can I can tell are just on on that side, especially like when you have that kind of a medium that you can work with uh-huh. to really focus in, you know, what people are trying to see. Yeah, and then like obviously you definitely want to tell a story in the most authentic way you can. Yeah. And that is also like another part of that's whole relationship between like you, the client and whoever the athlete is, mm-hmm. um, working with people, there's like that give and take almost where you yeah. like, feel each other out and you kind of like feel how each other works. And mm-hmm. if it clicks, it goes really, really good. Right. Um, and like, they're willing to be mic'd up. They're willing to let you put your camera in their face while they're suffering. <laughs> right. Which is always weird, but just be natural. <laughs> some people are really good at it and some people are yeah. terrible. At oh it. yeah. They just can't get past the thing. I mean, it makes sense. It's yeah. Like, oh yeah. I would suck in front of a camera. Yeah. I would be the worst to film. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had to, uh, like be in a project where you were like in it or you had to um, be in front of the camera? There's like, so I have a client who does these videos every once in a while where they'll take like little three or four second clips from like their ambassadors or whatever. Yeah. And so like, I'll have to go film myself saying something to right. the camera and that's like the worst thing ever. Yeah. I'm like, okay, don't be stupid. Don't be <laughs> stupid. Uh, how do I do, how do yeah, people do like, How do I tell someone to do this? And I know. I can't even do it. Like. I'm so bad at it. Yeah. There's not too many no, I get it. 
projects where I'm in front of the camera. I do yeah. want to do a lot more behind the scenes stuff, which yeah, same. <laughs> like I want to do, I'm more interested in that. Like I'd right? rather see behind the scenes of like everything than like actual yeah. projects. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, I, I totally, totally agree. It's the same, same struggle. It's yeah. like when you're so focused in on what you're trying to do and it's like, oh yeah. Like what, what actually went into like making that happen, you know, and uh-huh. it's just like, uh, it's, there's so much more pressure to try to do that kind of stuff now too. It just, yeah. Like, social media and all the different things. It's like, even oh, to yeah, like to know what market you're doing. the yeah. video that you were yeah. originally making, exactly. you're like, Oh, this will help push that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Well now I have to make another video, <laughs> but it helps. So yeah. I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's all, it's all, it's all beneficial and it all, it all helps for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's just, it's the constant, you know, difficulty with, as a creative It's just like you're, you're, especially when you're doing it for work because the rest of the time, like, okay, you could be making other things that help to support those things that you're also making out there. And it's, uh-huh. you know, there's, there's definitely a draw for that as well, but it, it takes a lot of extra yeah. time. <laughs> and when I'm thinking about like growing my team, I'm like, I definitely want people to like fill those roles. Yeah. Yeah. And like, obviously I can help guide them or whatever, but yep. it would be nice if someone could like just own, like, okay, I'm going to hire you for behind the scenes videos. Own that whole yep. project. I yep. won't like take over it. Right. Like you put your spin on it. Yeah. As, and that's just as a suggestion on our side too, because we rather than just filling a role that we wanted to do that we weren't necessarily doing, it's like, trying to get rid of stuff that we're doing to then hand it off to somebody else. And just like, there was so many things we didn't realize like, Oh, we just take for granted that we just do this you know? Yeah. versus like, Oh yeah, now you have to have someone else do it. Then you have to have it systemized. And like, when does that happen? Oh, it just happens when you do it. Cause you know, you need to do it. And it's like, You're like, no, okay. When like, you have to just you have like, to make schedule time. these things and make the time for it. It's like, yeah. So it's just, it's a, we thought it would go a lot quicker, like trying to integrate that. And it yeah. takes, it takes time, but just like, Oh yeah, I should sit down and figure out like, what are all those different things and what are the best ways to do those things? And yeah. how can you like hand it off to someone and it's just, it's a great process to have. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's a good uh, thing to learn and accept for sure. <laughs> yeah. As a creative. Yeah. 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 Cause it helps it. It overflows into a lot of different, different areas. Yeah, for sure. Too. And like, once you get comfortable, like adding that extra skill or whatever to your plate. Yeah then you can be really good at it. Yeah. Like I'm terrible at uh, creating decks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, just let me explain the project to you. Right. But I'm right. like visuals do help a lot more. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, that's something I'm trying to work on. Mm-hmm. And I think it just does take extra effort. Yeah, yeah. And No, it's it's true. Yeah. What, uh, I know you, you end up, you know, traveling around a fair bit and stuff. Like what, what's kind of a, a story that comes to mind of just like some crazy place or crazy location or shit or, or something that just like, I mean, doesn't necessarily have to like, it went bad, but if it did, uh-huh. like, we're just, what's something that comes to mind? Um, something, something crazy. <clears throat> so there are a few crazy stories for sure. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites, which I'm always like a little hesitant to talk about. But, um, so I was in Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's a good start already. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> good start already. Don't drink the water. Yep. Don't drink the water. You can brush your teeth maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but so I was doing this project down there and Derek was actually there. Yeah. So he could also share a story too. Nice. <laughs> but we, 
there was a point where the project went off the rails and so we were trying to salvage it and found a different athletes to work with and because oh, wow. it was kind of a passion project yeah sure and um these people who are super nice so yeah. let me start off by that yeah lived in man i don't know if i should say this they live in the like richest part of latin america yeah and yeah. we go into this room or this house of the friend of the athlete yeah and Derek and me, Derek lived in Mexico too for like a year okay. or so. And gotcha. I lived down there for two years. Mm-hmm. And um, we were like, are these guys, is this guy a drug lord? I think he might be a drug lord. <laughs> it's like, where did he get all this money? Because like, yeah, like really? having been down there, like I had been approached by other people who are in that line of work. Right. And they're like, what are you doing here? And, you're, and they're like, whoa, you speak perfect English. This is awesome. Cool. And wow. they've been really nice. I've never had a bad encounter. So sure, sure. That's good. But uh, we motives might not be. All. Yeah, I don't judge anyone. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. Yeah, their, right. their own work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm hesitant to yeah, talk yeah. about this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we like go into this room and they're on the table, there's like, all kinds of drugs and wow, liquor and <laughs> other people, and we we're just like, oh what shit! What did we just get I'm into? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I've heard of stuff like this. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and so we get down, and they're super cool and nice, and um, they like, like, okay, hey, if we're gonna do this, we gotta take a shot of this tequila. It's the last of its kind in the world, and we're like. Wow. No pressure. Okay. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. <laughs> wow. So yeah, we, I like to say we did a shot with a drug Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And lived to tell the tale. Yeah, and like, we, Then we had a great oh, trip and they were, it was super rad. And it um, worked out. Yeah. It worked out great. I liked it. They were super cool. Yeah. Did it taste okay? <clears throat> no, it tasted like jet fuel. <laughs> It was jet fuel. So it was literally just like... Like, you know, like on the cartoons when they're like, oh, dude, this will put some hair like, on your chest? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like the smoke comes out of your mouth. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's intense. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was a good yeah, time. Yeah, you never know. You never know what you're going to come encounter. Right? Yeah. I feel like anytime you go foreign, it's like yeah, always an adventure, it's which a is a good thing. Yeah. And, yeah. but... But yeah. when you can make it work, like you gotta, yeah, you gotta be able works, to work on your toes. You're, you're and just like, dude, like, well, this thing didn't pan out. Let's uh, let's be flexible. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm glad it worked out, and I'm glad like the uh, athletes stepped up and was willing to like work with us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have no bad things to say about it. It was great. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we like, yeah, had that. At first, I thought it was just gonna be such a disaster because uh-huh. like the original athlete like bailed on us. Like, yeah he went and did like acid in the desert and disappeared for days. And we're like, well, this project is done. Wow. (laughs) And so, yeah, I'm like really grateful that it worked out and it's probably like, I usually hate all the work I do for some reason or another. Um, I feel like most artists probably do that. Right. But I feel like that's one of the ones where I'm like, "Ah, I kind of like it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, cause it's like, there's so much more things tied with it that. Yeah. That's probably right. right. I mean, when you have an experience that, sets apart or maybe overrides like what the actual piece that you were creating, like that's, 
that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can make it through it and then just like, well, laugh about it. And then it's like, well, well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Did, did, did you learn, I guess, as far as like stuff not going right or whatever, like, did you learn something from that too? Of just like, Oh, maybe I should research more or like have something down and right. Like, or just anything that you glean from stuff no, like that? No, that's a great question uh, <clears throat> for that. I think, yeah, there's like always stuff to learn on every shoe, especially if uh, something goes wrong. You're like, I feel like you can do everything. <laughs> you can mess up on everything at least yeah. once. Yeah. And then you should learn from then on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I thought, I thought nothing was going to go wrong because that was like one of the first times where I was trying to do a lot of pre-production. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I thought it was going to be great. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I guess I think what I would learn is to kind of like sell that vision to whoever I'm working with more and have them like, I don't know, find a way to like buy into it. (laughs) themselves more so that they feel invested yeah yeah but i think that might have been like one of the last passion projects yeah i did right it's been a while yeah yeah and that's that's a tough part is um when you you know you want to have that like creative outlook or outlet to get some of the passion projects out there but then you have to keep putting you know keep putting food on the table and make it happen too and it's like um, you know, some of the things that we try to do to incorporate or corporates like some of the passion projects is like, it may not be all encompassing on something that is like always a final film or something like that. But what I try to do is, is even trying to incorporate like, oh yeah, I want to like, this trip is going to be really good. And like, I want to, like, this is a passion in a sense, like maybe not the, the final creative that comes from it, but like the experience is still a passion yeah, for me. For sure. So then you can for tie sure. in like, okay, this is going to be a good batch rock for X, Y, and Z and this content you can shoot there. So then like, Oh, that's, it can accomplish. Like for last year, I got to go to New Zealand and that was oh, like right. the top of my list to travel to for yeah. like so long. And, but that was I, amazing. It, it was, it was like, it was everything you know, some places maybe don't live up to like what you had expectations for or something. And that one like exceeded like all of those. And, and it just happened to like, I was trying to make it happen already myself, but then it ended up working out with another guy that was doing a project there oh, and it cool. tied in. So then I could like take some extra time after we were done and go do some fun stuff. And like, so that one ended up, you know, ended up happening to where it was turned into a shoot, but then we got more people on board. Like, Hey, we really want to make this happen. Cause that's like a huge passion for me to go there. Yeah. So let's make this project happen. Like get the companies to be like, Hey, this is, you should, you should do this, uh, uh back <laughs> this trip and this film because yeah. it's going to be like, it's going to be awesome. You're like, I'm going to be there's there. a little more vested interest, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not lying. It's just like, well, I'm just trying to get some extra motivation. Like make yeah. this happen. I know <laughs> some people that like will go on trips and then, um, they're also like photographers or something. Yep. And so they'll like reach out to all these brands like, Hey, send me stuff or fund me f- at least a portion right. of it. Yep. And I'll get whatever no, I, content with your gear. Exactly. Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. uh, that, that one ended up being more of a straight like actual project that came from it. It kind of started cool. off like that, uh-huh. but then you guys like, built some it the, into something. Yeah. So we, Sick. we made a film from it and stuff. And like, that was, um, and that was actually ironically was one where I was in front of the camera as well because instead of like the guy I was going with, instead of having two guys to film, like it was just him Uh and it was like, well, 
since you really want to go there so bad too, like why not just do it as we're going together and we're filming each other? Like he, oh, he knew yeah. enough about filming and did a good job of that stuff that I could trust him to like yeah. also capture stuff. So we, but it was hard to like take a, not a full back seat, but like to also like not sh- just like share. jump in to take this shot is like, Oh yeah, he's, he's already on, like he's over there again. I guess I'm just going to do my thing. Yeah. You know? That's always hard. I and feel like at first. Yeah. It's, it was super uncomfortable. Cause you have to trust him. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know. Like, and, it, and after, I mean, we'd already done a couple of trips or one main big trip before, and he was already kind of doing some of that stuff anyway, but he him and the other guy were the main focus. So I already knew that he, he kind of knew what he was talking about, uh-huh. but it's still just hard to like, let go of some of that for sure. Just like, no, just go do your thing. I'm going to shoot over Like, okay, I got to be in some stuff too. Like we got to, you know, work harder, like set up, get a few shots together and like yeah. have more back and forth conversations. And it, and it worked out cool. Like it, it well, helped. What and was like, the project? What were you guys shooting? Um, so it was a hunting film. Um, cause in New Zealand, it's like, uh, the animals there, they're all brought in. So there's no, there's no other form. There's no predators there. Mm-hmm. So there's literally no form to like manage that, animal uh, herd besides hunting and so it's a very interesting dynamic to yeah. where like some places you know there's there's predators to keep them in check and there's all these different things but since they were brought in there the tar they're actually from the himalayas they've just exploded there's like there's thousands and thousands of them on the island so they have to like the people are the ones that actually have to go and manage the herds to make sure they don't overrun the whole island uh-huh. because they they have in some areas and so it's it's just a really unique space so we we went there to do that instead of going with a guide like we went on our own you know diy stuff we went up and got up in the hills and we we met some local guys that have a magazine down there and we like oh, stay cool. in their house and like they drove us around and like took us duck hunting and just like <laughs> all this kind of cool stuff that was just like what a rad experience we got to feel more involved into like the community there versus just coming there and showing up and shooting yeah and so we went on like both sides of the island and toured all around and we were wow. there for like almost like two and a half weeks or almost three weeks. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. Like just the full immersion into that like, yeah. culture. It was amazing. Like I could, I could see spending a lot more time yeah. there because like aside from driving on the left-hand side of the road, like they speak <laughs> mostly English. I mean, they definitely yeah. have a lot of slang that's like, what did you say? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but the general basis is like English. And so it, it feels like it doesn't feel quite as foreign, uh-huh. even though you're like halfway around the world. So yeah. Have you gone was, to other countries? Yeah, um, quite or uh, there's a few this last year. Like it was in Ecuador, oh, filming sick. a climbing trip there on Cotopaxi. Oh, rad! And then was in Argentina doing a hunting trip, uh, Patagonia for a fishing trip. So I, I try to get like yeah, out in other countries so as cool. much as I can. Um, but uh, do you feel like you've experienced that same like kind of hospitality from other? from people when you've traveled abroad that uh, just like I mean, invite sure. you in or drive you around. There, I, I feel like it depends on how you end up being in those areas. <clears throat> like, like when I was in Patagonia, the, you know, I went into like El Shaltan and like everybody's uh-huh. like super welcoming and stuff, but I only had a couple days and I wasn't, I was more so just trying to see a bunch of stuff and I didn't, I didn't feel like I had the time to just like, I mean, I hung out with a few people that I met and, it, and they were super welcoming and stuff. Most of them were for like from elsewhere. Cause it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of a place. There's not very many people from there. Yeah. Like everyone versus, travels to go there versus like in New Zealand, we were there. Like they, they grew up there. They lived there. They breathe. Like it was less touristy where we were. So we could, you know, meet people that live yeah. there and then meet their friends and stuff like that. So not all, I mean, we had the time to, to like be at that level. We didn't have to be like right at the next place the next day. We could take our time to just like sit down and 
have a drink and just chat and just, cool. you know, shoot the shit and just like, it was so, so definitely, I think, I feel like other places have been welcoming like that, but not, not all of them. I mean, I went around through Europe and, and I don't feel like all places were oh. like that, but I feel like you can have that angle if you can take the time to do it. Like mm-hmm. you can find nice people anywhere and actually like, yeah. When you go with that perspective, I think people, some people do that better than others are just like, they're really outgoing and you can meet, you know, it's like, so I think it's definitely doable, but I feel like more certain cultures are more prone to that. Yeah, so, for sure. But, um, yeah, it, it makes it so much better. Cause then you just, you, you feel at home, you know? Oh it's yeah. Just like, I feel like th- for some reason, like I've had similar experiences where people just like, Oh, you, do you want me to drive you around for your whole trip? And you're like, yeah, sure. I don't know you, but you seem really psyched yeah, and like cool. And for some awesome. reason, like, I don't know if it's cause you have to trust them right. or not, but it'll in like, it'll actually help you a ton. So you just do, yeah. but I feel like at least in like the Latin American countries I've been to, it's, yep. it's been, re- I've had a lot of those experiences and they've yep. been pretty positive. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in like being able to I think you can definitely have a better experience when you can allow yourself to do that. You're not just like, yeah. Oh yeah, I need to hit, I need to go here and here yeah. and here. Cause there's a couple of times I've been in Europe and like, I was only trying to hit the main spots and it's kind of earlier on before I was into like more trail running adventure stuff and that yeah. kind of thing. Like I, if I went back now, I would do it totally different and like not worry about going seeing this castle. I'd rather like go try to find a trail uh, and like meet somebody on there. Yeah. And so I think just, yeah, you, you can, just you find stories that way too, which is so cool. Cause yeah. you can just like build that up. And like in this, that when we were in Ecuador this last year, we went in with kind of an idea and like a deck of like, this is what our, st- our story and our, you know, uh, film is going to be about. But then you get there and you have a different thing that takes place and it kind of builds itself in a whole different storyline. So I think again, having like a flexibility of, okay, you know what you have to accomplish at least, but then having some, you know, flexibility to kind of create something different, which is, which is fun when you can have that flexibility. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but, uh, do you, do you fare, or I guess done a lot of stuff in Latin America, other like international thoughts too? <sighs> yeah. I used to do a lot more traveling at, or outside the country yeah. than I do now. Um, but yeah, I feel like I went to Nepal and I had a similar experience oh, yeah. where like nice. this guy, um, Set, he like just took us under his wing and like because we didn't speak uh nepali yeah and he did and he was like an everest guide yeah and so everyone respected him and he was like oh yeah these wow. are my buddies and like negotiated everything for us oh, to like so go cool. shoot on this uh circuit yeah and it was so cool i was like wow that's amazing nice that because I'm like I would probably not do that for people in America. I wish I could be of that mindset. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like you got to be in a place where you can be that. Like because you yeah. can't. I mean, you, if you get on like the you know couch surfing and stuff like that, it's like, oh, I'd love to do that, but do I really have the time? Yeah, like, I would like to, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's lots of things like that where you're like, I would love to be that or do that, but I just can't right now. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's it's just it's the reality of it. But you know, yeah. you got to love it. So, yeah. Hey, do you, um, I was going to ask you, so you asked me a crazy story. Do you have any crazy stories from like Alaska? Uh, yeah. I mean, if yeah, you've shared them on other episodes, maybe. No, I, I it, did. We, I had a, I had a bad, like close encounter with a, a, a bear that was, that I talked about before. That was pretty, 
pretty sketchy for a like, grizzly bear. Yeah, a, a brown bear oh, okay. is technically it's on the coast, so they get way bigger. They're like Whoa. ten feet, you know, like touching the ceiling, Jeez. kind of thing. That's huge. And um, you know, going in after a wounded bear with like one bullet left and running out of rounds and basically hoping it doesn't kill you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, my spicy. life flashed yeah. before my eyes for sure. And that's it's just, I mean, you can you can run into those. Not, I don't feel like it's as bad as what everybody kind of dreads that it is. Like yeah. bears around every corner, but you know they definitely see them up there. But I say more so, it's the the flying experiences because where we where our lodge is up there, like you have to fly in. There's yeah. no roads. There's no nothing. So like you're flying in planes all the time. These little That's tiny right planes yeah. that like you can't even stretch your arms out. You're literally like cramped in and you're a piece of luggage almost it's Jeez. like your pilot's in front of you he's literally between your legs and there's the pilot and you're here and That's it's crazy like, it's nuts but they can land on like tiny little sandbars and yeah. stuff and you know there's been a couple times when we went into a spot and we had to drop into this tiny little gravel bar and you could only do it when the wind's strong enough to actually like give enough headwind to land because uh-huh. the runway's literally like less than a hundred feet. Yeah. And to be able to land there, it only, you can only land and take off one way. Oh, and geez. we were trying to kind of rush to get out of there. The weather was coming in and we had just landed and camped there the night before and it was nice and calm. But then the weather started picking up the next day. And I just come off of a week long rafting trip on this remote river by myself. And I was like, this first year being up there, 16 years old and like by myself for a week in the snow. Like I definitely, it was, it was sketchy. Like <laughs> yeah. I was not sure about things at certain times, but I just come off of that and got picked up by the pilot. But then we were stopped at another place on the way out and camped out there and to take off in the morning. Um, we're <clears throat> basically got to get through this mountain pass and the weather was getting bad and snow was coming down and we're literally like following the bottom of the, the valleys, like trying to find our way. And there's only one little mountain pass and everything else is socked in with snow and, 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 uh, and fog and everything. And we just like following it's slowly, gradually getting higher and higher and higher. And then you see the little mountain pass and it's literally just a little notch. And then you're just like punching it through this thing and then diving down (laughs) to the side. So like, I mean, just the pucker factor is just, and you can't it's like, what can you do? Like, yeah. you can't just like freak out or scream. Just like, well, it's, um, I'm in here. If I, if we I'm crash, so in. Like, crash, we got all our stuff at least, you know? And I'm like, I've had other guys <laughs> that have like gone down. And, and so I got really close on that one. And then, but it wasn't over then we get through the mountain pass. Now we're trying to get down towards, uh, Fairbanks and the ground level is getting lower, but also the wa- weather's coming in too. And we get to the point Jeez. where we can't really see, you're supposed to have like a certain visibility length yeah. and we were under that because we got stuck. Like we had no option. We had to keep going. And we got to the point where we're literally just following a river bank. Cause that was about the only thing that we could see was this river below us. And you're like, at least I will crash in there. literally just looking for re- gravel bars to land on because you can't see anymore. And finally we found a like long stretch of gravel bar and he makes a short, short pass and like, yeah, it looks good. And just like pff, drops right in there, lands on this gravel bar and the wave, you know, weather's just coming down and we like, huff it into the trees and set up the tent and wow. you know, boil up some ramen and like, <laughs> you know, hunker down the next day Dude. and like cleared up and scrape the ice off the plane and take off. And wow. I mean, I, there's so much of that that happens up there. I mean, but you can go up there and be on the road system and like, it's still Alaska, but you don't necessarily have to like fly out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. There's a lot of Alaska that's only accessible that way. So 
Yeah. It lends itself to some some gnarly yeah, experiences. Yeah, I bet. For sure. <laughs> yeah, Alaska kind of seems like it's just like an adventure. Oh, yeah. Anywhere you go, but it's worth it's worth doing for yeah, sure. Yeah, like I want to go so bad. I'd highly suggest it. Um, yeah. I but, need to uh, like come up with some projects up there. Yeah, yeah. There's, well, there's so much good backdrop. Like, you should put oh, your camera anywhere, and yeah. it's like, it's amazing. It looks phenomenal. Like, the caves and the ice climbing, and even like all you know it's not an ice box all year round as much yeah we don't realize like, yeah it's actually pretty nice in the summer <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't but, think i'd uh, go in the winter <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wouldn't it's uh, although the northern lights man it's it's yeah, uh, that's true it's worth seeing but you can do that in like august you don't have to go in the middle of winter yeah. for that so it just depends on the activity but um but hey i, I know um you know we both got stuff going on and i appreciate you taking yeah, the time sure. to to sit down and, yeah, and no, talk thanks. and talking some shopping and just hearing about, you know, what you've gone through has been super, super cool to, to hear about the story. And I'm excited to see, uh, see where it goes from there. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. I've, it's awesome that you reached out and stoked to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Well, yeah. And then, so where do, where do people find, uh, your stuff, um, on the, the interwebs? On the interwebs, I'm on the Grammys Yep. on Instagram, uh, at three peak films and that's spelt out three mm-hmm. everyone always just goes for the number right. <laughs> and then my website is threepeakfilms.com but instagram probably has more updated stuff yeah so cool yeah. awesome sounds good man well thanks again for being on we appreciate yeah. it and uh yeah we'll be in touch soon thanks awesome. thanks Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're able to glean some valuable insights from this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and let us know what you thought and your feedback. We would love to hear from you. If you want to find out more, visit silverlinefilm.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under Silverline Films. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Silverline Behind the Frame.